Hi, I'm Holly. Hi, I'm Campbell. And this is Get With The Programme, the podcast for people who love TV and love chatting about it too. And we have we got a few for you today. When it comes to chatting about TV, I, I can't think of, of anyone better than uh, Sohel Shah. So we'll be uh, talking to him shortly. Um, but first, this is your final warning. If you are thinking about entering the Debbies, our new talent award, as uh, entries close tomorrow, uh, there's lots of different categories to choose from. So whether you've got an unproduced script uh, or... Uh, a pilot that you've made uh, scripted or unscripted or if you're someone that's just breaking into the world of uh, directing or writing or producing I forgot which categories we've got well hey if you want to get into TV (laughs) there'll be something that you can shoehorn your ambition into for sure but um, uh, we we don't have producers but you know what in a way you do if you've produced a test card pilot that's where the producers come in um, so yeah so if you've done something great whether it's something you've written something you've made um, or something you've done there are opportunities there for you and you don't have to be at the lifetime achievement end of the business no, to enter these awards and just to clear up any uh, rumours that have been floating around there is no real Debbie the Debbies stand for debut so that's true there are real there are however real Debbies in life true there are real Debbies in life and, myth. yeah and uh, you know Debbie McGee comes to mind. True. Um, but there are there are others. Other Debbies are available. Other Debbies are available. Uh, so yeah. So tomorrow is your last opportunity uh, to enter. If you're listening to this as it comes out on the thirty first of January, February first at eleven pm is the absolute deadline. So make sure you get everything submitted and sorted by then. But before that. How did your conversation with Sahel go, Campbell? It was great. I wish we had more time. This is very much a part one of at least a trilogy, I think. We will be going back to Sohail because we just skimmed the surface. So um, as Sohail's such a big Star Wars fan, I feel it's appropriate to almost look at it as the beginning of a trilogy. Mm. And this was very much A New Hope where we kind of covered uh, the, the early years um, of Sohail's career. And it's really interesting. It's a great story about how he got into TV and how he just... His charm and positive attitude, I think, has kind of got him where he is today. But there's so much more. So in a way, if you enjoyed this, um, I'd like to think that there'll be more instalments in, in the kind of the Shah epic. And um, I'm looking forward to those. So this is me and Sohel. Uh, enjoy and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Day. You're welcome. So, Thanks for uh, having me. It's very exciting. You're uh, someone I wanted to talk to you for a while about this because I know, as well as as being able to make television, you love it. I do love You're it. You're very passionate about it. I do. I and do. if you follow uh, Sergio on Twitter, you'll get a nice uh, a dose of that on a on a daily basis. On a daily basis, probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, sort of thinking about sort of TV when you sort of think back to when when you were a child, what was sort of your kind of earliest memories of it are sort of flickering away in the corner? Uh, we always had a lot of TV in the house. I think it's uh, not just an Asian thing, but particularly in Asian households, because I'm, I'm like first generation, so my parents uh, came over in 70. Um, I was born in 76, given away my age. But um, So we always had like a lot of TV, um, and we also had a lot of Bollywood movies as well, that connection to um, the, the homeland, as it were. So I used to watch a lot of uh, films on our uh, video that we rented for a while and then sort of got videos over. My dad used to drive and get the, the tapes from the store and we'd watch those films and give them back. And 
weirdly, more than even though I do sort of fact tech TV now, the big thing that I used to remember growing up was um, the big uh, super soaps and the big soap operas like your Dallas and your Dynasty and all that, as most people did used to watch, but that was a big thing um, in our house and a lot of people we knew, probably because it was of the time, but not too dissimilar to a big Bollywood movie actually it's really over the top and melodramatic yeah. and there are always family issues and all that quite and I, quite racy really as well bit, yeah 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 and probably were you allowed to watch it or were you sort of sneaking in or no well weirdly because it was on I used to I, I had to go to bed at nine o'clock as most people did probably if not a bit earlier but I used to go to bed at nine and those shows were always on at eight so it was like okay you can watch it and as soon as it's finished it's bedtime Trust so yeah so Dallas was Wednesdays and Dynasty was Fridays uh, and so that, that was alright so I could watch those so I used to watch that um, but I suppose earliest memories were um, probably just like most but when, you, when you're younger um, Saturday morning TV and I used to come home from my lunch from school as well so maybe like you know your rainbow and let's pretend <laughs> um, lunch time but mostly um, Saturday morning stuff and I just I loved it because you can think about it now it's a shame we don't have it but it's interesting that over the next year or so it's now going to come back BBC Thrones to put money into doing a whole another um, Saturday morning kind of thing to get people because it's not on network tv anymore cbb's and cbbc are digital they do a great job but they're not they're not network because yeah. now on saturdays if you turn the telly on you've got cooking on both sides whereas when we were growing up it was every single um celeb and every was, pop band you can yeah. imagine all in one studio i mean the the mix of stuff you used to get in one three-hour chunk was amazing and you had a choice because there was the BBC offering or the ITV so it was like you know are you Saturday Superstore well I'm aging it <laughs> are you Superstore or going live yes. or are you number 73 or get fresh on ITV yeah so, number 73 that's Andy's on alright I know which is really weird because then I I I know Sandy now and I know her really well and she hosted QI for me so to work with someone that you've yes. watched when you were only like six or seven and then get to know them and work with them 30 years later is an absolute trip. I mean, she's lovely as well, which is great, but yeah, it was weird, but I love it. <laughs> I always remember about those those Saturday morning shows. I think probably my f- first sort of disappointment about finding out about how TV really works was, in my mind, they just started having fun at maybe six in the morning, and then that three hours just happened to be the stuff that was on camera, and then when it ended, they were just hanging out all day, Absolutely. having fun, and yeah. I'm sure it was very much yeah. cameras off, in cabs off, um, but it that sort of feeling of that that live television experience and it being so long, it felt like it was just kind of like a kind of a window sort of opened into how TV works. And you sort of got a sense of around the edges as well. You sort yeah. of see camera people and you get a real sense of like this is live TV. This and, is and you hear them and things can go wrong and the kind of you know albeit on a, on a very kind of like low level interactivity. Whereas now you know we've got tweets and we can dial and everything. But back then you know these massive pop stars, these huge movie stars are on yeah. and they say, you know, at 11.30 they'll be taking your questions so you could phone in and get to speak to them on the phone. That is, it doesn't matter what age you are or what time, as in decade it is, that's still really exciting because every generation has someone that they like listening to, like watching and if you can talk to that person in whichever way, um, that's just really great and all the competitions where like, you know, yeah. you, you win this, you win that, you said, oh, I loved it, I absolutely loved it. And so, would it would it be fair to say that that might have planted a seed for you a little bit in terms of once television, or uh, you know, was that the same later? I suppose it it did uh, unconsciously, but um, I really wanted to be a uh, I wanted to be a journalist. Um, that was always my thing. So I did uh, English and French and German for my A levels, and when I went to uh, actually before I went to uni, because then I changed when sort of things 
came my way, as it were. Um, but I thought, no, I really, uh, I'm not really into science, you know, as much as mum and dad want me to be a doctor, um, and they still want me to be a doctor. But I, you know, I still time. Well, no, time. Like, well, this is what they say. You know, we're watching Holby City, and I was like a little game that which I love. I absolutely love. Um, and I was like playing play a little game with myself, going, oh, I wonder if I can diagnose what they've got before they reveal what it is. You know, just a little, you know, yeah. geeky thing that I do. And um, sometimes I get it right. Well, quite a lot of the time I get it right. But I think that's only because I've watched it for so long. I kind of know what they've already covered. So what's left? Yes. Ish, maybe that's what maybe. it is. But then I'll say, you know, such and such, it might turn out to be right. And especially if I'm home in Manchester when I'm watching it, I'll just like casually say something, then look over at my mum and dad, and they'll be looking at each other, and I'll be like, they're thinking, why did we go with Doctor if he knows what's going on? It's like, yeah, it's not a real program. Yeah, it's, not a exactly. real, it's not an Obstock, it's a, it's a drama. You need to worry when they start referring people to exactly, you. Exactly, yeah. People like, well, yeah, yeah I don't want to Yeah, oh, he knows all about that. Yeah. He knows all about that. Try to cut me away. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, I can do it for you. Um, so I, uh, I want to be a journalist, but writing about um, sort of like lighter things, not like a, a political journalist or anything like that, just uh, probably, and I'd hate the word frivolous because it really demeans what people do and you get that a lot and I don't mean, I don't mean that, but the kind of, the lighter, more enjoyable kind of journalism. Human interest. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's what, yeah. what they say. Yeah. And I'm not going to say celebrity because like, <laughs> even though I, I love all that stuff, I'm obsessed with it, as you know. But um, in, yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. So uh, journalism and then uh, when I was doing my A-levels, um, Maybe it was my GCSEs. I actually can't some sort of exams. I can't remember yeah. which one it was now, but something. Um, and I had a I had a Saturday job at the same time in a um, a, a well known chain of uh, stationers. Uh, you can say it. It's fine. I, 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 yeah, I like that you still got, well, no, got the BBC. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Other stationers are available. available yeah. uh, w, w H Smith <laughs> um, in uh, in Manchester. Uh, so I, I had a Saturday job. So I used to go in. And then um, I was on the, the magazines and uh, newspaper department and uh, a new presenter at the time, I'm not going to say who because I'll give away the programme, I'm not having anybody watching, it's <laughs> embarrassing, but uh, a new presenter, um, she lived in Manchester at the time and she used to come in every week and just buy like loads of magazines and the hilarious thing is I remember, I remember thinking, my God, she must be like well important or really rich if she can afford all these magazines. I mean, that was, I was easily pleased um, and I got, I got talking to her one day and um and kind of like that that was it you know and uh i just thought you know she's very nice and then one day i wasn't working and then uh went in anyways i don't know why i was in there but i was with uh, i was with my dad and she was in there and i just like nudged my dad and i said oh that's such and such and he went oh well you should go and say hello to her i said no no because you know bear in mind i was like 15 16 whatever yeah. Um, I went, oh no, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. So anyway, he just bounded over to her and went, oh hello, can I introduce you to my son? And I was like, oh god, dad. So anyway, we got talking and uh, she said, uh, and I said, well, you know, I really like, I like your show, I watch your show. And she went, oh, thanks very much. She goes, is there anything you don't like about it? So, and I thought, well, I'm not going to say no, because I mean, there wasn't actually. And I just said, no, I think it's great. I said, uh, and the only thing I could um, think of saying was, um, oh yeah, no, it's really good and everything, but um, everybody sounds like they're off Emmerdale. That's all I could say. Everyone sounds like they're off Emmerdale. Uh, and then she giggled and she goes, well, that's funny actually because uh, we film it in Leeds um, next to where Emmerdale is. And I went, oh, right. And I thought that was the end of it. She goes, oh, you should write to the, um, you should write to the producers and tell them that. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, I will, thinking as if. Um, so that was it. So then I went off, she went off, I went off. We went carry on shopping. And I told my dad what, um, told my dad what she'd said. 
And he said, right, well, you've got, you've got to write the letter then. She told you, if someone told you to do something, you've got to do it. And I went, you what? Anyway, stood over me and made me write this letter, because it was rude otherwise. So I sent it off to, you know, uh, it was Yorkshire TV, obviously. So I'm not going to say what it is. Um, Try to work it out. And, uh, and I did, didn't think anything of it at all. And then, um, like the following week, I got a, a, a back in the days when he got letters, uh, I got a letter, which is actually really exciting, just saying, thank you for your letter, Sahail. Uh, we read it with great interest, blah, blah. Um, uh, this is the name of the producer. Have a chat on the phone. So I did. So I phoned them and uh, they said, uh, oh, you know, it was great to hear what you had to say. It's really interesting. We love getting letters, which was nice. Uh, would you like to come to the studio to have a look around? And I was like, oh, my God, I've never been to a TV studio. It's great. I said, yeah, well, you'll have to wait until half to Because <laughs> obviously yeah. I'm at school. Um, and they went, yeah, yeah, fine. So then they, they arranged for me to pop over to Leeds and they gave me a tour of the studio, which was so exciting. I can't even t- I mean, even now because I'm 40 now, but even now, every time I go into um, the studio, bearing in mind I'm in them all the time, um, I still get a buzz because it's so exciting. It's just like a real, without sounding really Oprah about it, it's just a real privilege to do those kind of things, especially if it's a show that you like working on. Because um, if you don't like it, you don't have to go and say, I can't make it. But um, I, I'm really lucky with the slate of shows that I've had to look after in the past. Um, so I, I, I can't wait to get in there half the time. So uh, so anyway, I went and had a look round and uh, was completely blown away by it, just by the fact that this was happening in front of me and in the studio next door, Countdown was being filmed. And I, I've watched Countdown, I'm a li- I love my quizzes. I've watched Countdown since the beginning, so that was amazing. Emmerdale was just over over the way. Um, so all this stuff was going on in this like close proximity and it was just really exciting. I had a real buzz about the place. Um, and then we went into this room where there were lots of... Um, sort of games consoles and stuff and uh, said oh do you want to have a go on them and I was like yeah because like why would I not yeah. so you know went round and this is going to give it away and I'm still not going to say what it is but um, uh, so I, I had a go on it all these like games which were were not released yet that was the big thing it would have been like kind of Mega Drive Super Nintendo totally period yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre pre three DO and all that stuff, so it was. And I had a I had a Super Nintendo, so I was like, oh my god, these games are amazing. So uh, we had to go on them and everything, and I just told her what I thought, and that was it. And I was like, thank you. I just I literally could not say thank you enough. I was so impressed, and I was like, so I was like blown away that they asked me to come over. I was like so chuffed, and uh, so and I was I was literally I had my coat. I remember I had my coat on. Because it was like the end, I was, I was going, I'd got a car for which was dead cool as well. I was like, oh, do you want a car to the station? You, I was like, oh my God, you don't get a car now. I was like, yeah, cool. Um, so I was waiting for the car and then um, uh, Susan, Susan, who was the producer, said, um, so do you think you could say all that stuff um, again? Or sorry, could you, say, could you say all that stuff again, but on camera? And I, I had no clue what she was saying, basically. And I just kind of went, yeah, yeah, probably. And she went, oh, right, cool, good. And that was it. And then she she went back into the room. I was I was sat in reception waiting for this car. And then she came back out like literally like two three minutes later, and she said, "Right, okay, should we see you in September?" And I said, "Yeah, cool." Thinking you're gonna come back and right. have another visit in yeah, September. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that's exactly what I thought she meant. And I was like, "Right, yeah, fine." Thinking how lovely. And uh, and I left, and that was it. And then. It must have been like a couple of days. It wasn't long, but a couple of days later, um, I got a I got a letter again uh, in the post um, saying, uh, 
uh, this, 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 your, these are your recording dates, and I ended up joining the show, um, doing some on-screen stuff, which I have no intention of, I've never done it since, and I actually had no wish to do yeah. it then, but that's what made me think, I want to get into it, but I ended up doing it for three years. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this, right? I don't ever tell yeah, you. Yeah, because I was really I thought, well, you know. Well, I think the listeners have enough clues to do some deep, deep, deep type research. <laughs> um, but that's what switched me from um, the journalism route yes. into, well, actually, journalism is writing about stuff and having an opinion. And, you know, television is the same, depending on what you want to do, but also it's creative. And that I was kind of, as I said, I didn't really know what kind of journalism I wanted to do, but then this came along. And, and just the kind of, um, I don't know, really, the whole kind of like, the, the, the buzz of being as part of a production team and being in a studio and you know just within an organization yeah. I found that really intoxicating I really did I absolutely loved it and um, yeah so that's when I decided to do media instead of journalism and uh, I went down the TV route yeah. um, but I had no wish to be an on-screen person I mean that was just like a, a quirk that yeah. got me into it because um, it's a very well you know it's just a very different type of uh, it's a very necessary part yes. of TV of course it's no shows happen but I I just didn't ever want to be yeah. part of that I just wanted to be behind the scenes but it was just a nice little intro absolutely and it got me in a way I suppose when you're that age as well you came in I can, I can imagine you as a, as a young man probably charmed them I I thought, we've got to get him on screen but I anyway but as you said <laughs> you're a bit oblivious you're sort of too busy looking at how it's all made oh, okay, yeah, 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 sure. I mean I was so stupid I didn't even know what she was saying to me I just when she said I'll see you in September I was like yeah cool thinking cool, yeah. oh another day out I'll come back I, in for the consoles again basically yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I thought yeah. that's exactly what I thought so uh, yeah I ended up doing it for three years but that's I mean in a way it sounds like how important that was for you and the things that led up to obviously your, your dad I'm sure you thank him every day for making sure you went up oh, to God, that he person remind, he reminds yeah, me yeah, of it every yeah. moment um, but in a way the, the ability to sort of be there and sort of visualise it is important do you think if you hadn't had the opportunity to go into that studio do you think it would have always just seemed like a, a mysterious intangible thing to you probably I think um, I mean you can never say never can you Because especially for, for me because um, at that time anyway it's very different now but then, um, obviously, like now, most of the production happens in London. But the kind of the um, ITV region system, so yes. Yorkshire TV, Granada, Grampy, all that was still in existence. Yeah. So every kind of like major city had, you know, TV going yeah. on, um, and. London was the biggest, obviously, and then the next one was was Man. It was Granada, not Manchester because yeah. it covers Liverpool as well. But it was Granada, and all these humongous shows came out of Granada. So, which is only about like you know, it's a six minute drive into town from where where I grew up. So, um, I, and we'd always go past it on the way. That's the thing when you see something every day, you just you don't take in True. how important it is or the relevance of it. Um, and you can kind of drop in passing, you know, when people are were coming to visit or you're going into town going, oh yeah, just um, Corey's filmed in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the set. Or, the, you know, the, the Stars in there, which at the time, Stars and Rise was like the biggest show on yeah. TV. And that was done in there. Um, so you can be a bit like, oh yeah, that's where it's done. Um, so maybe I would have done it, but I, I, I think I probably would have focused more on, on the writing. And with that, I don't know where I would have gone because I've never had to think about it again because yeah. I, I never did it. But... Um, I could have done, but yeah, without that trip to um, 
the studio, it wouldn't have kind of crystallised in my mind what what it was. And even then, it was the it was the intro to uh, what career I wanted. But even I mean, at the start, you change when you're in the when you're in the industry, you, you kind of change your kind of trajectory of what you want to do and, and the the t- the type the, t- the type of TV that you want to make. Um, but I always wanted to do the, the I mean I have done documentaries obviously but um, the light stuff is more enjoyable for me because you can just play around with it more and have more fun with it so what was the sort of transition from obviously that very specific unique opportunity you had to be sort of front of camera when did you sort of get your, your first job in TV in, in, in kind of in the way that you wanted to be in TV um, so I, I kind of I had a little bit of an insight I suppose by being the, the on-screen person for a bit um, and talking to the production team of that show because um, I you know you know me I like to talk to people when I was very shy about them but um, I like I like to talk to people because I was thinking you know most people are interested they've always got stories and you know especially then because they were working in TV so I just wanted to know you know what they'd done and, and it was a relatively young production team so it didn't feel like I was kind of and I was like 16 17. So it wasn't like I was talking to someone who was like in their forties or fifties that I thought, oh, I, I can't chat to. Them. They were kind of young themselves, um, and I looked like this when I was sixteen. So it's like you know, they probably thought I was the same age, thinking there's no way this kid's at school. He's he's having us on. Um, so I would just talk to them about oh, you know what what did what did you do or what have you done before? Is it fun all this kind of thing? Just out of interest more than anything. And they were saying you know we we've done this we've done that. But if you were if you were ever going to do it if you wanted to do what what we're doing now, um, don't wait until you've got because I you know I was at uni by the time that I got to the later series anyway. Um, uh, if you want to get into the industry, if if at all possible. Don't wait until after you've graduated to start contacting people about jobs. Um, uh, sorry, excuse me, um, about work experience. Obviously, jobs you can't do a job if, you, if you're at uni. But um, just try try and make inroads if you can, uh, because then that'll hold you in good stead. And then by the time you do graduate, hopefully you'll have a rapport, and then they might have something for you, etc. No different really to what the advice that I would give people now. But it kind of it really helped me then because. Now, having been in the industry, I can tell people that, but no one in my family has ever been in TV. I didn't know anybody in TV, um, so that, that advice wasn't really forthcoming for me. So to get it from them, who actually were in the industry, was a real help. So um, from the, and, and living in Manchester really helped, because we had Granada, and, and then they opened all the satellite channels at Granada, which now no longer exists, but back then it was like really cool. Um, so I just... Um, I didn't use Google because it wasn't around there. I can't remember how I did it, but maybe I just made a. I don't. Maybe I read a paper. I actually can't remember. Maybe. But um, I found out who was um, in charge of the new uh, Granada satellite channels because I thought there's no way they're going. Because I still call it Granada Main. I mean, it doesn't exist now, but there was Granada Main where all the yes. network stuff, and then there were the new satellite was channels. Men and Motors. Men and so Motors. Yeah. yeah. So there were two. There were uh, there was uh, Granada Good Life, which is all your. Um, you know, your cooking, your yeah. gardening, and all that, which had no interest for me at all. And then there was, uh, and to be fair, no one knew what was on because it hadn't started yet. Um, and then there was Men and Motors, which was supposed to be like nighttime TV, like music and fashion. Oh, but nothing was on. But they were going, yeah. it's going to be this, it's going to be that. And I thought, well, that sounds much more like the stuff that I would watch. Um, so I found out who was in charge of that, um, and it was um, Mike Spencer 
who was just the nicest guy ever. And uh, I just wrote to him and said, hi, you know, blah, blah, you know, these channels are starting. It'd be lovely to come in and see you for a coffee or if you've got any work experience, whatever. Um, and he was really sweet. He literally like sent me a reply back. It, it was so quick because I did it when I was at home on a yeah. uni break and I got the response while I was still there. And I was only over like 10 days something. So he did it really quickly, bless him. Um, and he said, why don't you pop in? Because um, it's just down the road from my house. Why don't you pop in and uh, we'll have a we'll have a chat? And I was like, yeah, cool. So I went in, and uh, you know there was all these, like so many people, and um, all brand new. I mean, a few people had done other things, but it was like a relatively young uh, company. And that's a really useful piece of advice, I think. Sort of doing your research, reaching out to people, being very specific about why yeah. you're getting in touch, not the kind of blanket thing. And obviously, sort of uh, it was Mike. Mike Spencer. Mike Spencer really sort of uh, responded to that. Yeah, he did. And it's kind of, that might have been, oh, I don't say how many years ago, probably, like, that was over 20 years ago, but I would still say that that is the way to do it now, even, and if anything, um, it's easier to get in contact with people, you don't have to sit down and write a letter, you can email them, which yes. is amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to receive communication from someone that says, I really like your output. I think it's great. I particularly like this show. It's like something I would like to make. If there's any chance for me to come and work on it, because I'm doing this. I mean, people are not going to go out of their way to write something like that to you unless they actually want to do it. So there's, you shouldn't be scared about doing that. I don't think because you know nothing mentioned, nothing gained. The worst they can say is, "I'm sorry. At the moment, we've got no opportunities," or you might not hear. But actually, if that's the case, then that's fine as well. Because if there's nothing there, there might be something somewhere else in my case it kind of worked out because he got back to me really quickly yeah. and said why don't you come in for a chat so I did and um, he just said uh, oh it's nice to hear I remember he said it's nice to hear from uh, a local lad which I thought was really sweet because yeah. you kind of especially now with this whole kind of everything's too London centric and there's not enough inclusion and representation on TV everyone's got their own opinion on that but it's kind of as have I um, <laughs> But thing to say that I remember thinking that was really sweet, and it kind of it kind of put me at ease. Going, oh well, you know, no problem. And I, yeah. I think I said, well, I live down the road, so because um, I did. Uh, and he just said, well, you know, we we don't um, we because it was brand new. It says we haven't had anybody coming to do work experience because we we're literally just starting. Um, but when you have your holidays we'd happily ask you to come and like do a week or two if you wanted to. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, absolutely. So um, at Christmas break that year, I think it might have been 1996. Oh my God, yeah, 96. <laughs> um, I went and did, uh, and, you, and you know, at uni you get a long holiday break. Yeah. It's not like school where it's only two weeks, you get like a month or something. Um, so I went and did my two weeks. Completely loved it, like loved every single thing about it and you know it wasn't like oh yeah you're in at nine you go home at five I would stay all day because you know you know what I'm like I kind of like like doing yes. things a lot so I would just like stay back and go to studio records and like help out off. it was the nice thing about it at that time because it was so new and they uh, and very very low budget it was for satellite no one really knew how to fill the hours really if I'm honest and um, whatever was made as so long as it was all right <laughs> and uh, well passable but as long as it was watchable and put together properly and looked like it you could get it on so I think within the first week of me being there I worked on a show called uh, 
the video dating show, which was just exactly what it is, you know, like singletons, like talking about it, uh, looking for love. So video dating show, uh, the A to Z of style, which was a fashion show, um, coming soon, which was Jenny Powell hosting it, which was a lot, well, recorded as live, one hour late night kind of studio show with music and music. Basically, it was their answer to TFI Friday, which was oh. on at the time, the first time around. So, and that was all within the first week. And I was like, this is amazing. This is like brill. Um, and I had two weeks and it was getting towards the end of my second week. And then um, uh, John McCormack, who was the head producer of the whole thing, who I loved a bit. Um, hello, John, if you're listening. Um, he just said, uh, oh, we, you, you're, leaving, uh, you're leaving us. I was like, yeah, it's getting to the end of two weeks. And he just said, well, do you want to stay another two weeks? And I just went, do you want me to? And he said, if you want to. And I went, yeah. So I ended up staying the whole month. And I think I finished like on the Friday and went back to uni on the Monday for the new term. So I did a whole month there. And then the following, um, and I kept in touch with them yeah. via email because things had developed then because it yes. was the 90s. Uh, and then sort of like the next Easter holiday, I went back and I did another month. And then the, the summer break, I worked there as well. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. So, but then ironically, when I graduated, in my, because it's me, um, in my head, I thought sort of once I'd finished uni and I was looking for my job, in my head, well, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought, well, I've done all that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've done those shows, so yes. I don't need to go back and do it again. So in my final year, in the nicest possible way, so in my final year, I was thinking, well, what else is there? And uh, what do I like watching? And, and who makes it in Manchester? What companies make it in Manchester? And uh, Tony Gregory, who is a um, very well-respected studio director, he did like Audience with the Spice Girls, all those audience shows, um, lots of pop concerts, did pop videos as well. He set up a company with uh, Nigel Martin-Smith, Take That's manager, and uh, lovely Ben Weston, who is now at Reef TV, but then who I met initially at Granada Satellite. So many people came out of that office, it's just mental. So they set up a company called Straight TV and they did a documentary about um, uh, the nightclub uh, Trade. Was it Trade? I think it was. The one at Turn Mills. It's Trade, isn't it? That, that was there. That was. It's not there now. Yeah. But wasn't it just Turn Mills? No, I don't know. And I'm getting confused. Well, it was, it? Well, it was yeah. the one at yeah. Turn Mills. Oh, God, what a great story. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> anyway, this yeah. one documentary. Uh, so they did this documentary. Uh, and I saw it, I thought, oh, that's nice, you know, that's, that, that's nice, that's fun. <laughs> um, so I just sort of like Googled them to see if they did anything else. And they were, um, T4 was pretty much in its infancy then. Uh, it was much more links than the odd thing. And uh, Tony's company did Planet Pop, yes. which at the time was, uh, was about nine minutes a week. So it was like an interview with a pop star and then a performance, an interview. And the, the thing with the performance was um, they did it there for, on, well, actually they're on location for the camera crew. And then they edited their own pop videos with playback um, to, of these songs interspersed with bits of videos. It was really cool. So I used to see that and I thought, well, that's, that's music. That's kind of fun. Um, so I, I must have written to them about three or four times over the course of my final year at uni, again trying to get ahead of the big deluge of when everyone graduates yeah. um, and you know they wrote back and they were like well we haven't got anything at the minute because I hope so wanted a runner's job quite rightly you start at the bottom and, and work your way up and they didn't have anything um, and then I think I graduated in July and I just kept like writing and then within a couple of months um, I wrote to them again 
and they said actually we might have something do you want to come in for a chat so I did and then uh, my first job was at Straight TV as a runner office runner and then program runner so um, I did uh, I did stuff for T4 and because the company was kind of getting bigger because people were kind of responding to it so in the run up to Christmas they got given a few other specials and a few other things as well um, in the in the in the the T4 um, uh, what do you call it a zone time slot block block, block. I guess maybe. yeah yeah um, so I did that and it was really really hard work but it was so it was so exciting and then um, something else happened but I suppose I'll tell you that later <laughs> I think that's, that might be we might be getting later, later yeah. um, and then it went from uh, a seven to eight minute show a week um, Barry Ryan came in as the exec because Andy Peters was oh, over yeah. So I suppose ultimately Andy Peters was my first ever boss. I suppose it's pretty good. Paper. Someone yeah. who again, like you, made the transition from front of to uh, behind. But you know the funniest thing was I remember he. Um, so yeah, you know I watched Saturday morning TV as most people did, live and kicking, yeah. love it, and uh, and he went and did Top of the Pops as well. Of course. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, and um, so I was at the uh, I was at the office and being the runner, I would answer the phone if like the main like, the main uh, office number ran. And uh, I remember the first time, and uh, I answered it, and said, you know, hello, Straight TV, and he's like, oh hi, it's uh, it's, it's Andy Peters for Tony Gregory, and I was just remember going, oh my god, it really is Andy, it's the Andy yeah. Peters, um, so yeah, that was that was that was great, I love that. Um, so they, uh, Andy was in charge, and then um, Barry uh, Tony uh, asked Barry Ryan. Um, who he'd worked with on uh, the Ozone and the noise for Andy ITV to come on board because uh, they extended the show from seven or eight minutes a week to a full half hour show, which is a big leap. Yeah, uh, content wise, it's huge. So the team didn't really grow. So we were, we, I mean, it grew a little bit, but not massively. Uh, so we were very busy. But then that was when uh, Barry gave me my step. I mean, I'm still very good friends with him now, I love him. Um, he gave me my step up from runner to researcher so my responsibilities kind of went from well I can't really do sizes on a podcast kind of yes. my hands are very close together says, now they're, they're about, they're about yeah they're about two inches apart and then yeah. about three feet yeah yeah. So, yeah so it was because it was and it was this brilliant it was so it was knackering it really was knackering and the hours were ridiculous but um, possibly looking back on it like the most fun it was so much fun because um, we had a great team. I like I got on with everyone. I'm not going to say that other people didn't, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, liked everybody, and it was just this massive kind of weekly collaborative thing of going, what, what, you know, what, what do we do to fill twenty three minutes of telly this week? We've got, you know, you've, you've got your booker who does your um, uh, interviews with. Uh, they can slot in the interviews with. This, uh, this band we've got performance with this band according to release dates that's all fine but what are all the other things that go around it um, to, to make a show so then we were doing kind of um, just just weird stuff not like mad oh my god off the wall stuff but just like really fun stuff um, so I think my, my favourite thing we started doing like polls like what box pops with people in the street because they're always easy to do um, and it was when uh Victoria Beckham, so we knew that um, Channel 4 had given Victoria Beckham her own show, like a, an interview show, just like a one-off, um, 
Victoria's Secret. I think it was called Victoria's Secret. And uh, what would we do? I said, well, we, sh- we, should re- uh, we should review it and say what we think and then get people's opinions on whether they thought it was any good or not. And it's like, right, yeah, what do we do? So, and um, because it was a... Um, a pro- you know, production companies always really messy. Well, they're not so much now, but they certainly were then. We had CDs everywhere and tapes back in the days of tapes and all this like junk and all these like freebies that record companies used to send out. They don't anymore. Um, and uh, we had like a load of Spice Girls dolls because um, Tony had done the Spice Girls thing. So there were loads of Spice Girls paraphernalia and we had like a posh Spice doll. So I went into the meeting, I took this doll and then um, really randomly there was, there was a pair of knickers as well for some reason just in the office so in our ideas meeting I was like right this is uh, this is what uh, what we can do this week so let's do the TV review let's do uh, Vox Pops on Victoria's show what do people think and I just held up both things the knickers and the, the doll and I just went um, is she posh or is she pants <laughs> which, nice. I, which I think that even now I think that's hilarious I feel like that's a format yeah, really yeah. In, on its own um, so we did stuff like that and we, and we did it and uh, I just thought it was like the funniest thing ever and then, um, and then, uh, uh, Planet. So the show was called Planet Pop, and then I'm a massive film fan. So we started doing um, movie reviews, but it wasn't about because everyone does movie reviews in and in T four they did it themselves, so we couldn't do the same thing. So our take on it was uh, we're only going to talk about movies that had fantastic soundtracks or had people like big stars doing the music, and then we could talk about the music. So that was Planet Popcorn. See what I did there. See what you did. Uh, and then I would go and do junkets as well. So it was, it was, honest to God, it was amazing. I was interviewing, and then Barry started asking me to interview, um, do the interviews for the show as well. So I remember in one in one week, which is just hilarious because I really fought to get them on as well. So Destiny's Child were just about starting. They'd done one or two tracks, but they weren't the Destiny's Child we know now. And I said, look, this band is massive. I'd, I'd really like to get them on. But they were going to be on T4 as well on the same day or maybe the week after so we couldn't really do the same so we, we couldn't have them and I was like mortified because I was like a big fan because uh, I'd like the original album without the remix so I was like oh it's great it's great um, so we couldn't have them and we had like someone else and instead like you know someone naff like Jessica Simpson or something like that who I had no interest in um, and then that interview got pulled or something happened or she wasn't doing it something happened so we had a gap in the show and I went please can we have Destiny because we had a performance as well yeah. so please can we have Destiny's Child um, and Barry went oh yeah okay so um, we, we came down to London because we are based in Manchester came down to London and then in that week uh, the director and I Jason Collier who's amazing who does loads of stuff now um, we stayed down and in that week that we did those interviews. I interviewed Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Destiny's Child, and then weirdly, uh, Kathy Burke and um, Ari Enfield for the soundtrack to Kevin and Perry Go Large. When you say Kathy Burke, it's like, surely not the Neil by Mouth yeah. promotional tour. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, the, that, that's, in, that's, that's it. That's pop at that area. That's Ab- everyone. Absolutely. And, you know, the wages were like normal ish yeah. but at that time you don't really care because you know I was 21 22 maybe 23 whatever and you don't care you just want, you just want tickets to go and watch concerts you want to hang out at really cool places and you want to go and meet really good basically what I want to do now actually never mind 23 but um, and that's what I got to do and it was great it was knackering um, but you know what isn't every job's hard it doesn't matter what industry it is if you're working you're working the hours are a bit funny but you get you know it's all kind of pays off in the end yeah well I mean that that sounds like 
uh, the right amount of fun to have in yeah. your early 20s. Um, I feel like that kind of level of fun is missing now, if I'm completely honest. Cause I just, okay. I, don't, I yeah. just don't think those kind of... I mean, you have fun in other ways, but I suppose if you were starting out or you were a researcher yeah. now, um, because of the nature of the industry, television and music, particularly music, yeah. which is why music TV doesn't really exist now, on network anyway, yeah. um, those kind of avenues kind of disappeared yeah. so you don't get it you so just concentrate on your location shoots and because reality tv is the big thing now so i suppose now their version of having a lot of fun and hanging out and just being raucous is going to work on a reality show yeah. which to me as an old person just doesn't <laughs> doesn't suit at all uh, what program would you say that you're most proud of having worked on and, and you've worked on quite a few um i've got a couple yeah because i kind of like just and weirdly that they're, they're earlier on so when when i was um when I was doing Planet Pop, um, I got very, very ill. Uh, so I had a couple of weeks off and I was just I was just exhausted and ended up in the hospital and stuff and I was just really tired. And it turns out I had glandular fever in the end, so it wiped me out. Um, so I just had to phone up and say, look, I know I'm the runner, but like basically um, all my job responsibilities um, I won't be able to do because I've been told to sit down, not really walk very far, certainly not carry anything. So I kind of can't really be your runner. So I'm, you just have to get somebody else so sorry about that really good to but blah blah and Tony Blessing was so nice he goes don't be ridiculous you come back uh, do light office duties and uh, you know we always want ideas and development so you just do that because you write well because by then I'd be, I was writing stuff and said and you write well so just do that and I was like so grateful I thought that was so nice um, so I did so that's what I did and then the week I got back you know, it's always a bit sheepish when you go back after being ill. So I just think everyone's looking at you. So I just kind of kept myself to myself. So I did a lot of writing that week. And um, uh, so Queer As Folk had been on the year before, or maybe that year, but earlier in the year, had just been the biggest thing, um, which again was like 20 years ago now, which is mental. Um, but it had gone down well. And I'm like, oh, it's so shocking. Oh, it's so groundbreaking. All of those, all of those adjectives. Um, but like landmark TV and then everyone was going when's the next one going to happen and Russell T Davis had already said uh, I'm I'm not going to do another series uh, I'm just going to do like a well at the time it was a movie but then it ended up being a two-parter sort of feature length to wrap up the whole story and that's it and I just kind of thought well the first one was so groundbreaking and everyone was talking about it, they still are um, is there any way that we could do something like a doc about how impactful as the first one was and the behind the scenes of the one that's being made just so it's all kind of like wrapped everything's wrapped up then so I wrote this um just over a one page you know now if I say it in a page it's not yeah. worth doing as they say so anyway I wrote it and uh just showed it to Tony and I was like well I've, I've written this I think it would be really good we could get Nicholas Schindler in it we could get Russell we could get the director the stars blah 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 all that kind of stuff um, and I sorry and I wrote it and uh, handed it to him and he went oh I really like that and I was like okay and then they had a, a meeting with um, these two guys from Channel 4 who were coming to talk about something completely different because they were in the commercial sector this newly formed commercially funded department of Channel 4 uh, and they said uh, an E4 was just starting as well and uh, they said well this would this would be great because we're starting these new things called DVDs which is hilarious uh, and we'll release them on DVDs this could this this could go on the DVD and we could show it on E4. So let's just see if, if they want to do it. 
and and it got commissioned. So I got my first commission when I was still a runner, which I think is hilarious. It's amazing. Um, so then uh, they said, well, you know, we need a team to make it, but thing is, Sahel, you'll be working on Planet Pop, so if you want to do it, you're going to have to do both at the same time. And I was like, I'll do anything, which kind of went against the whole me having to do light duties, but that was it was further down. It was a couple of months later by the time they started filming, so it was all right. So, um, so we, we did it. We filmed it, went on set, did sit-down interviews with everybody, um, and I got to sit in the edit with Barry, uh, Barry did it, Barry Ryan, who did, the, who did Planet Pop, and um, just it was it was amazing kind of like this is only a little idea that I had and now it's happening and it's something that I really enjoyed watching I'm getting to meet the people that have done this and it's great so we did that and then uh, and you can still get it now because obviously 20 years later there are several editions of the DVD special editions special editions yeah. anniversary editions and all that but every time you get it it's still there so I mean I don't get any money for it I'm not advertising or anything but um <laughs> But, no, but, that's fun, but it was yeah. amazing that was really cool and then that kind of made me go well actually I do production I really enjoy it but I really like coming up with stuff as well so all the way through my career because I mean I don't know if, how true this is but some people think they can only do development or some people only do development and some people only do production and that's absolutely fine but for me I just kind of think both of them go hand in hand and also a lot of the best production people have had development experience and absolutely the best development people have had production experience because you you know when you're writing an idea and how you want to achieve it that it's actually doable and how you would do it. Uh, not to say people that do development don't know that, but one informs the other. So, you know, when you're selling an idea, you can be a bit more kind of uh, robust about how it would yeah. happen and a bit more realistic rather than go, yes, we're going to get this celeb and it's going to be filmed on an island and we're going to do this on this much money and, you know, all that. So um, all the way through, um, I've kind of done both, which is nice. Not everyone gets to do it, but I've been really lucky. That's amazing. Well, um, it's gone by very quickly and, 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 I, and I feel like we're going to sort of scratch the surface, but we are, we are sort of running out of time. I feel okay. like... This could we should do a sequel. We should get you in again because oh. I feel we've barely scratched it. But sorry, um, I no, talk a no, lot, no, no, no. But that, that 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 that's why I want to. I mean, in a way, you mentioned there was a few things you had you worked on. So you could either tell us about another one of those, or if you like, you could talk a little bit about TV you're watching at the moment. But um, I'm happy for you to do whichever one you'd like. What, are you watching anything of passion moment? Or I feel like you were, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, okay, um, I'm watching quite a lot of stuff at the moment. Weirdly, at this time of year, you know, there's always, because I'm a huge Strictly fan and, and yes. loyal Strictly, but now that's started, I love Strictly, I never miss Strictly. Um, but there's a lot of great drama out right now, which I am loving. And they always work better in the winter because you, you, know, you just want to stay at home, don't you? It's always raining. But um, I thought Strike was amazing. Yes, the Co both the, of the, the cookers the, calling the JK Rowling. Yes, yes, yeah. Although um, under a pseudonym. Yes, right? yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, was it? Yeah, Strike the Cookers Calling. And the second one was the Silkworm. I thought, but I, I preferred the first one probably just because it was an introduction. It was great, but brilliantly cast. Tom Burke and Holiday Granger are amazing. They're gonna. I think she's gonna be humongous. Not that she's not big now, but I think she's gonna be one of our sort of Dame Judy Dench type people in, in 20 years. She's unbelievable. And Tom Burke's great in it. Um, but really well shot, really, really um, stylistic and, and great mysteries. So I love that. Dr. Foster, which everyone loves. And yes. last night, 
Oh, I can't really say last night, I don't mean. But anyway, oh, yeah. episode four was episode last four, night, which was, and it ended on a brilliant cliffhanger, so I can't wait to see how that finishes. Um, and what else am I watching? Oh, I'll tell you what I am watching that I love, which is kind of more what I do, their dramas. Um, and if you've seen my tweets, you'll know that, that I love it a lot. Um, Richard Osman's House, if it's full title, Richard Osman's yes. House of Games, House which of is games. just genius when's, when's that on so it's finished now hopefully right. it's going to come yeah. back I would be very surprised if it didn't it's got to um, so it's stripped across the week as well 6, uh, six o'clock or 6.30 no 6 I think yeah 6.30 is eggheads isn't it um, and it's uh, so Richard in the in the um, games master seat and then four celebs um, and normally I kind of go my thing is we don't have enough quiz shows that have got regular people on anymore I think there's a real lacking because they kind of, of give us a clue yeah type I mean is it celebrities or is it, is it um, members of the public what on Richard's yeah. show it's uh, four celebs four celebs is it's four celebs yeah. and I think in this instance it works with it having celebs on it yeah um, because each round is just so kind of not that it's random because you know the, the best things that appear to be random take the most thinking as uh, t- a lot of TV shows I've worked on um, have, have shown me but um, the rounds are just brilliant they're literally just they're like crazy parlour games like word smash where you've got to put two things together and then um, the first letter of a word um, of a song just from the first letter and they give you the year you've got to figure out what it is but surprisingly you can do it because you're yeah. singing it in your head but um so uh, my, my favourite one is like um, the word smash round which is like towards the end and it's it's hilarious there's um, there's a picture and then there's a question and then both of those answers put together gives you the, the full answer right. but you have to say it correctly in order to get the point so there's a picture of um, Westminster Abbey Westminster Abbey rather yeah. and uh, you know I don't know um, uh, which singer married uh, Jay Z, right. So, Westminster Abbey and Beyonce. So the the answer is Westminster Beyonce. Right. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's kind of you literally, really are yeah. It's it. literally but a word you, you have to get it perfectly, and right. you have to say it right. right. Yes. Um. It's it's absolutely brilliant. It's such a good show. I'm re- and I think when I when I saw the first one, I think I um I think I tweeted. Um. I was really uh. I loved it. Uh, and I was really jealous that I didn't commission it but if anyone wants to spread the rumour that I did feel free <laughs> exactly yeah. Could, yeah why not I think that it's, people it's, take credit for things all the time exactly. it's got nothing to do with them but I mean you know 500 million people created the Joseph and if truth be known but like you know exactly. anyone, you, anyone you meet goes oh yeah I worked on the show it's oh great great well, yeah. I might have done if I walked past you in a corridor exactly. um, so the resurrection of parlour games on television you could you could claim credit for yeah exactly yeah. but I think um, that works with celebs doing it because you see the, the, the competition it's kind of fun yeah. And also there's a chance to laugh at them but I think there's um, yeah I I just think those days of having regular people for want of a better word on uh, game shows you, they happen in daytime like on the chase yeah but nighttime ones we don't really have that anymore and I think that's a real well, I think we're missing something there because they used to be huge as like you know you've got um like in the olden days, you've got your play cards right, prices right, and all that, which is brilliant, yeah. and it gives you people to win. That's why Ant and Deck works so well, yeah. other than the fact that it's Ant and Deck and everything they do is amazing. But Saturday Night Takeaway is about as perfect TV as you as it gets. It's just wonderful. Everything about it is so slick, 
um, everybody enjoys watching it, everyone enjoys taking part, no one's made fun of, in the way that Brucey did on the Generation game, which yeah. now is coming back as well, so that's, that, that'll be brilliant with Mel and Sue, so that'll be great. So it's nice to bring old things back and harking back to a time when all, you know, all that worked, but you know, what's the next kind of, what's the next big game show? Yeah. I, I ask people that all the time because they bring it to me and I go, no, it's not that. Yeah. But, what will be the innovation? Yeah. Because I, I mean, I think yeah. you're right. There is a lot of value in bringing back those things that that bring people together and those things won't change. But yeah, where's the big, where's the big disruptive yeah. thing that hopefully will be sold around the world? For yeah. Millions and, of pounds. And I think that's the thing. It's kind of like if you've got a worldwide format, they'll love you for it, which absolutely has its place. And every broadcaster, every production company is a business. Of course, I get that. If that's a byproduct of a successful show, that's unbelievable. But really, at the heart of it, yeah, you know, as a program maker and as someone that wants to commission a great show, I want the show to be good. I mean, the sales is a bonus. Yeah. But there and then, it needs to be a good idea. Otherwise, you know, I'm not going to be engaged. You're not going to be engaged. No one's going to want to go on it if it's a boring show anyway. So the sales is kind of it's academic, really. But. Um, yeah, just to get those kind of, and you know, we consume TV in a very different way now, so that's a that's a large part of it. But in the nineties, when everyone you know used to get those big figures for Millionaire, I, th- I think since Millionaire, the only show, game show that has kind of got people tuning in in those kind of numbers, um, like regular people, was um, Davina's Million Pound Drop, which yes. I thought was brilliant. It was really good. It looked great. It had a really nice conceit to it. Um, it was exciting. You know, that whole kind of... Made the best of, of the live kind of element. Yeah. And I, ironically, great. they're bringing that back now as well, but as a daytime version with a with a lower... With less, less, yeah, less, so less it's, money. it's the 100k drop yeah. now. Very much uh, austerity. Version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as I said, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get you back because I feel we've just scratched the surface I'll be back we'll be back we haven't even talked about Star Wars which isn't technically television but might be television in the future but yeah uh, we need to talk about yeah exactly I feel we might maybe we'll just do like a Star Wars special absolutely I'm there but it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you here and uh, we'll, we'll see you again soon see you soon